Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Network. Hey, I'm Alora Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Matt, I hear you have some news. Who's that? (laughs) Who's there? What's this? It's me. It's Alora, only not there in the studio. No, not here today, but... Because? um, I'm radioactive? No. Wait. (sighs) I'm glowing? No. Maybe. (laughs) I'm post-nuclear because I had the cron. Oh, it was bound to happen. I got the cron. It would have been really, um, I don't know. I don't even know what word. It would have been something, though, if basically we both got it at the, on the well, same day. We were like we were vaccine twins and booster yeah. twins. And yeah. yeah, I was waiting to be your COVID twin. But luckily, I am COVID free. This is the most dramatically fourth wall episode of Vaxxon ever. <laughs> Facts on breaks fourth wall. Yes. Um, are you doing okay? I'm fine. My son had it. I think I mentioned that in last week's show. Uh-huh. And I started to feel weird at like midnight on Wednesday. And then I woke up Thursday feeling meh with like, a, you know, snotting and grossness and head congestion. Like, oh, it's probably just like the heat. And then I decided not to go to work. And my wife with her Scrooge McDuck vault of testing kits, like, do this. Positive. And you got the line? Got the line. Got the double line. Because, you know, a lot of people, they don't get the line. They have the COVID, but not with the line. Really? Yeah, because it it seems to be at least, you know, this is purely anecdotal, but um, like friends of mine, it's always been like they felt shitty. They tested. They tested negative, And then like a day or two later, then finally they tested positive. It's all just bullshit at this point. You know, I could have had I mean, it for like months like incubating inside me like some kind of uh, E. coli or something. And then all of a sudden my son came along, got it and kicked my thing into gear and my immune system with my Wolverine antibodies still. I know. No, they're not Wolverine anymore. They don't matter. They don't matter. The Kron doesn't care. Doesn't matter. I, I, I feel like like my immediate family is like last man standing because none of us have gotten COVID and almost everyone around us has. And you know, we're very careful, but we're not so careful that we're like not going out of the house or anything. Right. And I didn't um, leave the house. I mean, I was just I did well, what I thought sick, was yeah. the right thing to do. I mean, yes, I was sick like a cold. That, that's my point is like 
I had a very mild case. I know that that's like a term these days that's kind of misused, but I really just felt like I had a two-day cold, like I normally do once a year. This just my cold for the year. Which is really like that's the progress, right? It's not as important that COVID is gone as it is that COVID is not this monumental illness. I didn't go to the hospital. I did not have respiratory distress. And I was just kind of laid up for like Thursday, Friday, Saturday-ish, back Saturday night. Came to the office Monday. Today's Tuesday. I'm fine. My wife and daughter still negative. Go figure. Love it. Got to wonder how that happens. No but, idea. I mean, I'm, I'm actually I've become very curious about that kind of stuff. And we'll, we'll talk about it more in uh, in a later segment. Right. The update of all updates. I had the cron. Listeners may not remember. I had the cron in alpha form. It wasn't the cron. It was just the covid. This is before we knew it was covid. I had three days of fever and all sorts of crazy stuff in February of 2020. And then I had antibodies in March. Clearly, you're welcome, trendsetter Matt, right here for you. But then I got the Omicron, which barely, like you said, nothing matters. I have a sinus infection, but that's not that exciting. Um. <laughs> put, put some tussing on it. I'm like, I just can't. Well, or Windex, whatever. put some Windex on it. I'm gonna, I will, I will put the Greek Windex on it. So yeah, I, my updates are... Life is really annoying. There is nothing to do. That's the weather my is horrendous. <laughs> I hate everything. And do you know what I did this weekend? Go forth. What'd you do? Nothing. Good. Nothing. Literally. Neither did Friday, I. What's your excuse? I was not sick. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we ate cheese and did puzzles for three straight days. Wow. I know. It's really sad. It's too cold for kayaking. It's too cold for fucking kayaking. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing to do. No, nothing is fun. Everybody is stressed out. The weather's gray. So I hate to be like that, but like, uh. And you can't take a vacation. There's nowhere to go. There's literally, well, I, I can find a place to go. I will tell you that right now. Cabo's but, um, calling. Yeah. <laughs> I will find some place to go and some plane to get on sometime soon um, because I'm going to need to get out of New Jersey. One last note before we go to the first segment. My COVID uh, derailed my trip to see my parents for the third time in a row. No, this was when you were supposed to go? Yep. Oh, for Christ's sake. So the first time was because of COVID because Spirit canceled the flight. The second time was because of COVID because my family got COVID in South Carolina. And the third time is now because then I got sick. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. Four times the charm in March or April, perhaps. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's so disappointing. Yeah. So what do we got for our first segment? What's the bullshittery of the week? Well, no, This is like sort of fantastic. So researchers did some clinical trials and it looks like there's some promising evidence that CBD is preventing COVID-19. Has anyone asked Willie Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> like, or Cheech or Seth Rogen or James Franco or, or, or everyone I went to high school with. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so there the University of Chicago Medicine. That's a real place. Yeah, no, it's like real. It's it seems really real. But let me just, you know, before you run out and get your gummies, let me just be clear. We're not talking about like go to the dispensary and get whatever the hell they have there. This was like an actual medical study and it was what they call high purity CBD. So I, I don't know exactly like what that means but i do i believe that it was the type of cbd that is um used to treat epilepsy okay 
And like, it wasn't like a bunch of stoners sitting around. They were like, hey, you guys have COVID. Like, it was, they didn't like go to Firefly and see how Pass those people the did. on the left hand side. <laughs> no, but they did this, this study and it's looking good. It looks like the CBD may have blocked COVID in specific situations. So you know how viruses work that they, you know, they replicate and that's what makes you sick. Yeah. You know, because they replicate all over your body. So it seems that the CBD actually stopped the replication to some extent. Like a stoner defense field. Yes. It was just like, no, I, 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 you will not replicate the virus. I, I am not a CBD person. I, I know that people find all sorts of fantastic medicinal effects. And I mean, you know, 10,000 Elvis fans can't be wrong. Like these people are saying it's great. And like, they can't all be full of shit, right? My cursory work in the cannabinoid space running stupid cancer and what that was like in the wellness space, not the get high space, more therapeutic and not recreational, was that the endocannabinoid system. Lots of syllables Did you there. Say endocannabinoid? Endocannabinoid is a real term. Da, 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 da. Okay, sorry. Endocannabinoid is like your endocrine system. There, we share DNA with cannabis. The human endocrine system shares DNA with cannabis, and we have a congenital endocannabinoid system in our bodies. So the cannabinoids that are Stop in cannabinoid. the T. <laughs> We're the cannabinoids. Good night, Cleveland. So the cannabinoids in your body interact with the cannabinoids in the plant in a way that hasn't been like officially studied. But it does do things to the human body that either there is a conspiracy or there isn't that prevents disease. I mean, it's not. Listen, that sounds great. Um, and but I have to tell you what I find. I'm done saying cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. Um, what I find really, really funny about this is that the senior author of the study, she's like. No one could possibly have expected this. Her her name is Marsha Rosner. And she said, no one in their right mind would ever have thought that it blocked viral replication. But that's what happened. So I'm a little bit confused about how the medical community like totally didn't see this, this coming should at all. not be a surprise. And I can't wait for the study to never happen of how many Americans never even got close to spiking proteins because they're high all day. I wonder what's going on here. And I will say this. Um, this same professor said, listen, if you go to the corner bakery and you buy some CBD muffins or you buy gummy bears, it's probably not going to do anything because it seems like what it's about is this ultra pure CBD. And it's not just like any old thing that you ingest. So, you know, don't start going out there and just taking whatever shit you can get your hands on. But regardless, I think it's wonderful to hear that there's anything that seems to have that effect to block a virus from replicating. That sounds very promising. I mean, the shit in the stores is like anything in the stores. It's diluted, full of chemicals and processed. And I don't care what they say. There's 90,000 variants of the CBD molecule that you can fuck with to make any gummy product or any muffin on the planet. You want the original shit. If you grow it, that's your own. But I think they're talking about like clinical grade that's what I think. I think it's like medicine grade. Yeah. Are you are you like a CBD guy? Are you a gummy guy? I can't do it. I, I it uh, my brain doesn't work well when it's out of sorts, and that's yes, how I, I feel when I, I do feel. CBD. That's how I or feel too. So I don't anything. like. I don't like to do anything that alters my brain because then I feel out of control and it makes me anxious. Yeah. Uh, but that's I another mean, podcast. That's an entirely other podcast. Me and my weird hangups. Yes. But um. But I'm. I mean, I know a great many people who get 
tons of benefits, um, both psych benefits and medical benefits. And like, hey, it's, you know, sounds good to me. So that's the thing. Like there's there's Marinol, which is a prescription drug on the market based on marijuana. That's been many, many years now. I I can't wait for the studies to come out. If any Americans who are on Marinol for chronic conditions just didn't get COVID, there's no way to ever know this. I wouldn't be surprised. But there's like 5,000 years of history with the marijuana plants around right. this planet. There's yeah. got to be some research and science to it. I know there is. And I'll be very interested. Yeah. I'll be really interested to see years from now when when we're not in the middle of the pandemic anymore, but when, you know, the dust has settled and the statistics have been studied, you know, who knows what they'll find? Like, you know, oh, as it turns out, if you play the oboe, you didn't get COVID. As, you know, as it turned out, if you are left-handed, you're more likely to get COVID. I mean, All who knows? bassoonists died. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, sometimes that is how how medical science advances is that, you know, something that you see this trend and then you kind of look, they look back and say, oh, this is why that trend happened. And it turns out this is why uh, that person didn't have whatever the you know condition was. So I, I'm, I will look forward to seeing, you know, what other trends we learn and, you know, how you too can get well from the gummies. But I mean, speaking of trends, we're back on the mask mandate on off on off bullshit, right? You know, here's the thing, right? And and this, as a lawyer, this makes me crazy. You know, so mask mandates and vaccine regulations are, of course, big news everywhere. And this week, a New York state judge ruled that the state's mask mandate is unconstitutional. So, of course, you're going to have all these people saying, oh, hooray, it was a bad idea to tell people that they had to wear masks and that was bad and we should go around without masks on. But that's not really what happened exactly? Because most of the time, when regulations like public health regulations come up before a court and they're struck down, they're not struck down because the regulation was a bad idea or because it didn't work. They're often, as it was in this case, struck down because the entity that made the regulation was the wrong entity to do so. So in this case, the the problem was that the mask mandate came from the governor as an executive order. And where it should have come from was the state legislature. Had the ah. state legislature done it, it would have been fine. There's no question it would have been fine. It's just that so that's the way it's supposed they to go. They found the loophole I to mean, rule it unconstitutional. It's, it's not so much a loophole as it is, you know, different government entities have different turfs and you're supposed to stay on your own turf. Um, and what happened here is, you know, the governor was well-meaning, but this really is something that should have been a state law um, because that's how it works. So the judge struck it down. However, so, you know, so of course you have all of the anti-maskers saying like, hooray, we won. But actually, that's not what happened at all, because that was only a statewide mandate. There are still local and municipal mask regulations. So, you know, it, it depends on where and which one you're talking about. So most of the time, things like mask rules inside of a school, um, mask mandates inside of businesses, those are typically municipal mandates. Those are not, those have not been challenged. They've not been struck down. And if they were challenged, they would be perfectly fine. So, so it, it really is an issue of not so much what the regulations say, but who is making them and what, by what mechanism. And I think that, um, you know, we as a society are so used to following the you know the news cycle and looking at court cases and it's very easy to lose sight of 
really what's being challenged. And most of the time it is, it's much more of a sort of precision legal matter than it is like, like a, a decision on the substance of the law. I mean, most people aren't lawyers, clearly to the point that is an actual fact that I can quote right here on the air. (laughs) And they're going to interpret this ruling as, ah, fuck the masks. Exactly. And that's really not what the ruling is. Um, it's just like, listen, Kathy Hochul wasn't the right person to do it. It shouldn't have been done via executive order. It should have been done by the state legislature. Right. So now we're screwed either way. Well, I think that it's not going to change anything inside the schools. The schools still uh, masking is still in schools. And I think masking still in um, in businesses. Right. But you're saying like the Starbucks and the Chipotle's and the delis, they don't have to mandate it anymore. Well, it depends on where they are. Because, you know, this was a statewide mandate. But, for example, New York City still has its own mandate. So local jurisdictions can overrule the state. It's not that they can overrule. It's that they have they have different turfs. So anything that happens in a local business in the city gets to be decided by the city municipal government. So it's kind of like if if the state mandate had gone through, then it just would have been like a belt and suspenders situation. Got it. Um, But here it's like, okay, fine. So this one didn't work, but this other one does work. So the legal takeaway is that when it comes to public health and safety, the more local the regulation is, the more likely it will be considered legal. Okay, that's kind of like the way health stuff works. So that's why federal like the federal government can always do stuff. The state government can always do stuff. The local municipalities can always do stuff. So that's kind of how it goes. There is your jurisdictional lesson for the day. I feel like the um, the Judge Wapner theme should play right now. That would be fun. Can it be the Judge Judy? I love Judge Judy. Yes. All right. Judge, Judge Judy, Judy went theme. to my law school. Do you know that? I want there her to go. be my friend. She went to what? New York Law School, right? Yeah, she did. And so did her daughter. You know, she just actually made a huge donation and I just love her and I want her to be my friend. Hi, Judge Judy. Well, okay. we know she listens. Clearly, she listens Obviously to this she show. Obviously, she listens. Yeah. She would totally be my friend. Look, I'm excited for this summer. Everything today's about me. Right. Is it? It's not about chinchillas today. No, well, last week, you know, I, they keep talking about all the, the roads they're killing in China from last week, too. It's I know. Unfortunate. Can I tell you, wait, I have to just interject for a second. So this week, I actually, for the first time ever, had family members call me and be like, did you hear about the chinchillas and the hamsters? And I was like, yeah, like, actually, do, I do did. Do you not listen to the show I produce every week with Matt? No, they definitely don't listen. But yeah. they were. But it, it was very validating because clearly this was a hot topic of interest. I mean, it was, it was on SNL. They covered it. It was? Yeah, it was during the weekly update to the, whatever oh, it was. How did I miss that? Yeah. Oh, uh, Michael Chang, Colin Joe, they did a whole bit about they're killing like 2,000 gerbils or whatever it was, chinchillas in China. Such a crazy story. But but the sermon pulls about me too because it's about uh, shortened quarantines, yes. which came in very hand. My timing was impeccable. The, the shortened quarantine is like messing with my brain, honestly, because you know how they keep changing the rules. And, of course. Um, Goalposts you know, don't matter. Right. It's just like whatever. Like, wake up and see what the CDC says. And um, so we asked some doctors like, hey, what do you think? Do you guys agree with shortening the isolation period? Like this 10 days, n- never mind 10 days. Now we're on five days. What do you guys think? So what did 1.3 million doctors chime in to say? You know, 52% of them said that they agree and 48% of them said they don't. (laughs) Nice divide right there. Nice and even. So like, you know, almost half and half. Um, We also asked, in your experience, how does Omicron compare to Delta? Um, And I I think this is something that I really do want to know from from kind of the people on the ground, the doctors, are they seeing a really meaningful difference? Um, And what we found here is 
38% said Omicron is much less severe and therefore less problematic. But 31% said Omicron is less severe, but just as problematic. So, so okay, so putting this together, so what we're talking about here is that essentially 70% of the doctors said, oh yeah, Omicron's definitely less severe than Delta. And some some of those doctors think that means that it's less of a concern. And some of those doctors say, yeah, it's less, but it's still just as much of a concern. Right, right. I'm reading here that. Have you seen an uptick of infections? Like, that's a loaded question. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> like fucking dominoes around the country and the world. 88%. Yeah, there's been an uptick. The other 12% like are monks that live in a monastery and yeah. haven't seen anybody. <laughs> that's the Tibetan COVID people. Yeah. This one, though, I, this question was very important to me. If people are fully vaccinated and boosted, should they need to be quarantined for exposure? So this is like a really hot topic. Like if you yeah. are vaccinated and you have been exposed to someone who tested positive, but you ha- yourself have not tested positive, should you quarantine? And I know the CDC has said there's no need to, um, but my local friends, generally, if they have been exposed, they do quarantine. So the doctors said, 63% said, yes, you should quarantine, even if you're boosted and vaxxed, if you've been exposed. I don't like those doctors. <laughs> but that would be the most careful thing to do. 37% said, ah, eh, go about your business. I'm in favor of that one. That's what they yeah. do in the schools. They stop quarantining the whole fucking class when there's exposure if the students are vaccinated boosted. Not here, though. Here, if you've been exposed the, and you're vaxxed, you do have to quarantine, but it's for a shorter period of time. Yeah, it's it's for two days instead of five because making up shit is, is what's... <laughs> is the but I have, to, I have to say this, though. You know, if you're in a situation where... You know, regardless of your vaccination status, but and you've been in close quarters with somebody who you know tested positive, and you know you were like in close quarters without a mask, sharing airspace. I feel like it would be kind of irresponsible to then go out and act like you don't realize that you're posing a risk. But who are you posing a risk to? The unvaccinated, correct? Well, I mean, you could still transfer it to someone who's vaccinated. Right. But then who are they posing a risk to? The unvaccinated. I mean, I guess. But I just feel like, you know, if I knew that there's a good chance that COVID is coming down the pike in the next couple of days, I probably should not be around people. But this goes back to finally hearing the words endemic. When does this become let's really try to figure out what the hell getting back to regular life is going to look like and deal with this? It seems like at least in my own life, it's about half and half. So like, you know, in the school situation, to me, it absolutely seems like they're expecting to get back. And then like at my husband's job, it doesn't seem like they have any intention of getting back to work. So it seems very specific to whatever the context is. Hey, Matt, let's take a break and make some money, okay? I concur. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Are we vaccinating on yet? We're vaccinating on. (laughs) I thought for a third segment, we should talk about natural immunity. Is this the point where we, we take out like Merriam-Webster's dictionary and read the definition of natural immunity? I'm going to tell you my story of natural immunity that came from my dad, um, but just because it's so funny. So I talked to my dad the other day and he says to me, I think I'm naturally immune to COVID. And I was oh. like, really? <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, get out. How do you think this? And his, his logic was, well, I haven't gotten it yet, so I must be naturally immune to it. And I said, well, were you in situations in the last 18 months where you know you were exposed to someone with COVID? And he said, oh, no, no. (laughs) Of course. So I said, well, how is it that you think you're naturally immune? Well, I mean, facts, data, science, what are those things? No, I mean, but it's so funny because it's almost like he's the opposite of people who are going around and who are like terrified that they're going to get sick any minute. He's like, I must be immune. I haven't gotten it by now. It must be because I have superior genes. And he was like, well, have you gotten COVID? And I said, no, I haven't. He's like, see, we have the same genes. (laughs) But listen to this. Listen to this important fact. So I don't know about you, but I walk around thinking that my vaccine-induced immunity is somehow the platinum standard and it's somehow better than immunity based on having gotten COVID. I don't know why I think that. It's completely not based in fact. Um, I just feel that way. I don't know. It's like my smugness in action. (laughs) Like, I got vaccinated. I got boosted. My immunity is better. It's the best one. And how American is that, right? And um, it turns out that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you got the immunity. It doesn't matter whether you got it because you were vaccinated or because you had COVID, um, it seems like Omicron reacts to that immunity at the same exact level. And there's not really much of a differentiation. I would say also Omicron gets around both immunities because it just keeps on fucking mutating. Did you hear about these people having the like the Omicron parties? It's like the new pox parties. Yeah, I heard about this. Yes. And which is like so dangerous because people sometimes get really sick. Somebody died from one of these parties recently. And I mean, people are crazy. I understand kind of the anxiety of like there's an illness looming and almost like I might as well just get it and get it over with. I totally get that. But you can't do that. Right. (laughs) It's not a good way to that's just not good. You should never infect yourself with freaking anything. (laughs) I'm going to agree. Like just no one should be purposely getting sick. Like that's just not what we should do. That's I, I wonder if it's if people who do that 
if it's just like an anxiety thing, you know, like they're so anxious about getting the illness that sometimes it's better to just like have the worst happen and get it over with. Because I understand that kind of thinking. I, I don't agree with it, but I, but I, I get it. Do you think that's why people are doing it? Or do you think it's that they honestly believe that it's like somehow better? I think it's the same reason that people jump off roofs just because they think that they're invincible and that it's okay to do that. Yeah. You know, my husband jumped off a roof. Did he really? Less jumped, more was pushed, but I mean, he's, he's okay. <laughs> I mean, look, but, these know, pox parties aren't happening at like old age homes. I'm sure it's like college students and and millennials and Gen Zers. It, it's um, it's not college students. It's like moms. Oh God. Yeah, it's like suburban moms who are like, let's because that's who did the pox parties all the oh, time. God. It's like let's get our <sighs> kids together, and they'll all have chicken pox at the same time. My they apologies can play to the college students listening to the show. I mean, I, I can't vouch for the college students. <laughs> like, maybe they're doing it too. Please don't tell me that because my son is going to college in a few months. And if he gets there and he starts having virus parties, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. No. As it is, I'm worried about him trying to, like, cook for himself and shower every day. Like, I can't <laughs> think about him having virus parties. I mean, at the end of the day, there's no way to know why, like, two-thirds of this country have not been affected by COVID, but one-third has. 71.8 million cases, 300 and what, 70 million people or something like that. Let me ask you this question. You know, that's the case with lots of different viruses. For other viruses that have been around a long time, do they know why people, like some people don't get them? Or is it just like, eh, that's good, they didn't get them and we go about our business? The hyper jargon that we use on my side of the tracks is called is it, social- Are you gonna say, cannab- what did you call it before? Cannabinoids. <laughs> it's very percussive. <laughs> the jargon on my side of the tracks in healthcare is called social determinants of health. It's the shit that makes the shit happen or not. Where you live, what you smoke, where you work, your basic genetics. Are you Ashkenazi Jew? Are you Native American? Whatever you are, you are genetically predisposed to shit happening or not happening to you that you can and can't control. There's no way to know. Where does my dad thinking he's just omnipotent fit into this this mix? (laughs) Your dad has olive oil built into his skin. He's basted. I can't. I just can't even. <laughs> um, okay, so like what's coming up for you this week? Anything good? Well, um, we're just waiting for my wife and my daughter to get COVID at this point now. I mean, if they don't, it's nothing short of a miracle. And maybe they have your father's natural immunity. Maybe maybe by knowing your dad from 40 <laughs> years ago has given my wife and daughter natural immunity. Maybe you should get them some gummies. Yes. This week, just to see. I mean, it can't hurt. <laughs> How bad is it to parent a eleven-year-old that's stoned? It's probably much easier than parenting abuse? one You're that's a liar. Not. I mean, <laughs> it depends. Like, are I they hyper? I shouldn't disclose this on the air to a million people. Yeah. Hey, Hannah, come on over here. Try this one. I wonder how long it's going to be before that starts being a thing. Like, are giving your kids pot gummies like the new Benadryl? (laughs) (laughs) No, really, right? Because, you know, Benadryl makes a mess. But, like, I wonder, like, you know, there's all those people that give their kids melatonin all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all kinds of shit. I am not someone who does anything like that. But um, there are a lot of people that do. And I I wonder, like, I feel like it's a short walk between putting giving your kid Benadryl on a plane and just giving them a few gummies. Pediatric dosing of cannabinoids. Sarah, said it again. You're welcome. Cannabinoid. <laughs> I've literally never heard anyone say that word before. It's, it's a great word, but it really, I mean, if, listeners, if you're still listening, Google cannabinoid and really learn it's actually part of our biology as a species on this planet. And we interact with 
marijuana plants and the chemicals therein, which are cannabinoids, CBD, and THC. And it affects the way that we can live our lives. And so our DNA acts like when you run into a friend in the mall and it's like, hey, that they got to get together and have a good time. It's that what a hundred percent just like that. You've nailed the science, Lou. All right. I'm here for your scientific analogies. And on that note, it is time to wrap up today's episode of Vaxon. Lou, thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. See you next time. That's all for now. If you like Vaxon, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855-AUDIO-66, and we might just use it in a future show. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seely. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seely. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.